Welcome to the Restored and Remarried podcast with Gil and Brenda Stewart. Gil and Brenda are internationally known marriage experts who specialize in remarriage and the step family. The Stewarts offer valuable principles that can improve your relationship satisfaction with the love of your life. Here they are, coach and counselors, authors and speakers, Gil and Brenda Stewart. Well, hello, everyone. This is Gil and Brenda Stewart with Restored and Remarried, uh, where we are here to give you tips, tools, and tingles, Woo-hoo. those things for your remarriage, your marriage, long-lasting relationships, and what makes you tingle. Hmm. That could be a whole nother podcast. Well, we're Would getting there. Would that be G-rated, though? I don't, I'm not sure. G-rated? It might Talking be about G tingles. and B-rated. Yeah. As an old man joke. Sorry old man about that. Joke. So, what are we talking about this well, episode? This podcast uh, is "Here Comes the Holidays." Are you ready? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. I I know where the Christmas lights are, but the first holiday in the season lineup is typically Thanksgiving. At least here in the United States, that's kind of what kicks off the holiday season. Although I know in the stores, when there's Halloween, you know, Halloween is becoming almost just as big as Christmas. And I remember one year seeing a witch on a broom chasing after Santa. Yeah, that really was just crazy. And I think that was probably in August. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Depends on where you're at in the world where the holidays really come in, the traditions, the significance of them. uh, And sometimes, you know, there's a lot lot of expectations that come with the holidays, which increases pressure pressure, which increases stress, which increases, you know, whatever pounding away on the marriage and the relationship that actually is trying to make room for the celebration. So Mm -hmm. let's kind of talk about Thanksgiving and then kind of how it rolls into Christmas a little bit. But well, and this is going to be a two part series. Oh, okay. We have so much to cover. So this is part one. Okay. Of part two. What are you getting me for Christmas? Hopefully, I'll find out through this conversation because <laughs> I don't have a clue. Uh huh. So, so which, which is your favorite holiday if you had to choose between Thanksgiving and Christmas? Thanksgiving. Hands down. I love Thanksgiving. The reason why I love Thanksgiving is actually it's a little less demanding. Other For than... who? Are you cooking? <laughs> <laughs> <Or am I? laughs> well, the demands obviously are more maybe on the ladies of the house uh, to put the meal together. But although there's a lot of guys who like to barbecue, yeah. uh, I think there's broil, there's there's uh, all kinds of ways to, to, to make the turkey, but the, the trimmings and all that. But the reason why Thanksgiving is my favorite is because what it celebrates, and it is an attitude of gratitude. Thanksgiving to me is the time to really step back and really be thankful, take into scope all that I have to be grateful for, uh, where I live, who I know, the people that I'm blessed to be around, and just just it, it just it lifts up the aspect of just being thankful. Yeah, and you it's know. a really good excuse to just eat whatever you want all day. Well, <laughs> true. I mean, there's the nap and there's the the football games. At least in the United States, there's lots of football games. I think they celebrate Thanksgiving in Canada. I'm not sure if they celebrate Thanksgiving around other places around the world. I like, don't know. Let us know. Like That'd Australia or France or Great Britain. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure the Great Britain, well, maybe not. Well, I know in the U.S. there's this, and I need to Google this, there's this game that you play with a frozen turkey. A frozen turkey? Yeah, and it's 
it's like football with a frozen turkey. And there's a name for it. And I can't I can't remember what it is. I'll have to post it on our Facebook page or something. Somebody and, out there has the answer. So yeah. if you know what the game is with a frozen turkey yeah. during Thanksgiving, <laughs> sounds like something they do in New England, you know, because it's cold yeah, up there. Probably. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Up here in the Northwest, we I remember some of my buddies and their dads would have a traditional annual flag football game, but they would always make sure that they played it on the most muddy field mm. in the neighborhood because we have a lot of rain up here. So by the time November rolls around, it's not just a football game. It's a mud bowl. Yeah, in the Pacific Northwest. And what a great opportunity for that, what we call triple F forced family fun uh, to bring the kids involved in right. something, whether they like it or not. Well, I think the other reason why I think I like Thanksgiving, you know, overall is, is that it's the one holiday throughout the entire year where you're actually supposed to be giving thanks to other people. I think mm-hmm. there is expectations. What do we get to blow up and shoot off in fireworks in the ways of, you know, the 4th of July, Groundhog's Day, which is a really important movie if you're, you know, a, a holiday if you're a real big Murray, Bill Murray fan, you know, you get to do a do-over every day. Uh, let's see, what other kind of holidays are out there? You know, Veterans Day, well, Valentine's back, Day. Uh, that's a whole other yeah. thing. Getting back to fall. Thanksgiving time. What other what other things do you like? I mean, I love seeing all the the leaves changing mm-hmm. and raking up the leaves can be a lot of fun if you have a leaf fight. You know, it could be kind of romantic. I always liked Thanksgiving <laughs> because it was time to come home from school, from college, or to see the kids coming home from school or from college. So it was a real family time. Mm-hmm. I think the other thing that I really loved about Thanksgiving, especially when my daughter was growing up, is is that we would take the tradition of the day after Thanksgiving. We would always drive up this uh, place called the Lewis River and go up to this place called the Pomeroy House, which was an old 100-year-old-plus uh, working farm from back in the pioneer days, and they actually had a tea room. So I would love taking my daughter up there and having tea with her and her little friends from the time she was about seven or eight years old. And so it was like the day after Thanksgiving, and I always look forward to that with my daughter. And that's that's what's cool about holidays. It's so easy to build traditions. And oh, that yeah. was a tradition that you guys had for Years. Like, long years, time, years. long time. So it's always nice to, to add on to these little traditions, especially in a remarriage in a step family where mm-hmm. you're you're trying to build history together that to come up with new traditions that are special to your family and not to forget what happened in the past. Right, right. And I think that was one thing that you always supported even after we were remarried that, you know, the tradition lived on. So sometimes uh, it was always kind of fun with that tradition of tea to not only invite my daughter's friends, but to invite my daughter's friend's fathers. Oh. Yeah, now that was really putting them on the the spot because, you know, watching these big guys drink tea with a pinky hanging out was hilarious. You know, especially some of them were from trades and, you know, were were workers that, you know, were working better with hammer and saws. But anyhow. But I think the idea, too, especially in a step-family, you know, if your kids had special dishes that their mom cooked that they really liked, you know, if I could even try to cook it so it could be as good as hers or introduce something new or have them be a part and have them have a say in the traditions, just like my kids, so that you would know their traditions, yeah. so that we can kind of meld them together and build new traditions and new and traditions. I'm saying like different food to eat or different games you play. It's so important to start have new things, but you can't forget the old. So that would be more marshmallows on the yams instead of just 
pecans, but also more of this stuff, that would be new and different. So that's a really great idea Mm -hmm. to ask the kids, hey, what was it that you really enjoyed, uh, you know, of traditions of foods that that, uh, could. I think the other tradition that I really enjoy about Thanksgiving, and it's kind of the proverbial thing to do, but after the meal is done to stop and and ask everybody a question. Hey, what are you thankful for this year? And and just ask for one genuine thing that they're really thankful for. It it, it really is important to stop and really take an account for it. But I think one of the other things I really made a point of was to read maybe a quote or something like that that was really around a Thanksgiving poem or a, a prayer or something to that nature that really establishes the reason for uh, giving thanks. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. There you go. And those are all positive, positive, warm, fuzzy. We're all going to get together. All the kids are going to make it all at the same time. And we're going to just have a lovely time. And, you're you know, dreaming. Fire's you're going. dreaming. <laughs> you know, we're all going to go out and rake the, rake the leaves and, and or, or shovel the snow, depending upon and what we always part. have to have a family portrait. Oh, yeah. Like oh, 25, yeah. 30 of us now. <laughs> Okay, so let's get back to reality. Okay, that was a nice little detour into Never Never Land. <laughs> so we talked about some of the positive things that can happen during a holiday, and you, you're picking Thanksgiving. So mm-hmm. what are some of the negative things that can happen during a holiday? Well, you can always ask the wrong question about politics or religion. That oh, usually yeah. can send things into a tizzy. Uh, I think the other thing is is comparing recipes of who had a better recipe at your mother's house or your stepmother's house or aunt who whoever. Mm-hmm. So that was always a good reason for you know the women in the in the kitchen were always having a knockdown drag out fight about that. Of course, the other negative thing that comes about is sometimes you know that you know that crazy uncle or aunt or relative who've had who's maybe had too much to drink. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we kind of want to just ignore them. But if your kids are coming over and they're not used to, you know, Uncle Charlie or whatever, who's kind of a little brash, um, you know, how do I explain that to them and have them fit in and be comfortable? What do you think? Well, yeah. And I think especially early on in our step family that we really tried to uh, prep the kids as much as we could if this was a new gathering of people or I don't know, just it's so... So easy to get unmet expectations, get in the middle of what could be and should be, you know, a celebration. A time of thanks. I yeah. mean, even who sits where? Oh, Who sits yeah. at the kids' table? Mm-hmm. Who sits at the adult table? At what age do you get to sit at the adult table? Yeah. At what age do we send you back to the children's <laughs> <Right>. table, <laughs> being yeah. banished to, uh, you know, sitting with the children? Not that that's a bad thing, but, you know, it, it's just kind of those things to participate, anticipate, um, you know, how to cut off fighting and bickering and that type of thing. Because those negative things happen when people bring all of their history and their baggage. And what happens when you're blending two families? You've got double trouble, potentially. Yeah, and if there's any way you can have a... A family meeting in a positive way. I mean, family meetings shouldn't always be negative, but just to say, hey, you know, whoever's coming to Thanksgiving, what are your expectations? What is it going to look like? I think one of the things that you said to me and and we thought about was planning early. Oh, yeah. Planning early, setting the date out as early as possible and being really flexible. Because yeah. even like you said, and we've even talked to some other step families and other families who have large families, maybe Thanksgiving is on Wednesday instead of Thursday, or maybe it's on Friday instead of Thursday, mm-hmm. or maybe it just happens in July. I'm not sure, <laughs> but, uh, you know, talk to me well, about that. Well, if you that. think about it, I mean, 
So one of your kids is married to somebody who her parents are divorced. Okay. So instead of having like two houses they can go to, now they have to go to four houses. So they would have to have four turkey dinners on one day. There's not enough time to digest all the turkey and no. have a nap at no. every place. As much as, you know, I love to have the celebration on the exact day, I've really learned to kind of let that go. It's like, you know, I want to take into consideration what those kids are going through. Yep. And when they're having to run from house to house, even in a, a first-time family, you know, you get in-laws involved and all that, That, but even more so in a step family. It's like if there's any way you can take that load off the kid's plate, right. I would much rather have those kids that are having to run all around do it on a different day so that I get them longer and they're more relaxed. Right, right. Rather than I, I coming in, okay, that. I got to have dessert here. I got to go have appetizers there. And, the, you know, they're just exhausted. And I know they really appreciate it. When we can kind of accommodate their schedule and they, you know, they look at our calendar too and we work on it together. Well, I hear you talking about adult children in a step family, but mm-hmm. what about those years when those kids were small? Yes. Maybe they didn't have a choice of where they wanted to go. Yeah. And especially if they were missing their mom or dad or both and they were in a new situation, how could we alleviate it and mm-hmm. make it easier on that kiddo then? Yeah. And, you know, a lot of times we would all obviously alternate holidays. Yeah, this year Thanksgiving at your dad's house, next year Christmas, you know, that, you know, whatever alternating. The parenting yeah, whatever plan. the parenting was. I think the most important thing in that, though, is not to let the kids know. I mean, you might be disappointed. Well, of course. But not if you're angry at your ex or angry at the situation. I mean, even to this day, I, there's just nothing fair about divorce or even the death of a spouse. You have no you know, control over that. But there's nothing fair. There's nothing easy about it. So try not to put your kids in the middle of the fight over who gets who on what day as much as you can. I mean, I know with my guys, most of the time we'd be able to say, yeah, we're flexible on this. But for this thing, this is something that's really, really important and we can't move it. And that happened just a couple of times overall we were pretty flexible but like that one time we had a whole family picture yeah portrait taken it's like there's no choice you have to be here Yeah, you have to be here we only do it once every couple of years and 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 they respected that because so many of the other times we were flexible and willing to work with them i'd like to throw the other thing in here too about attitude because you know if if those kiddos are having to go back and forth and they're you know, really, they're just popping off this attitude. It's like, oh, man, this is not making it any easier. What about the attitude of the parents? Mm. Because if the parents have a crummy attitude, that's going to just all go, it's all flowing downhill, folks. (laughs) And if the attitude of the kid is being really snotty and unrespectful and disrespectful and really just being a major pickle, then maybe some of that could be coming downhill because of the attitude that we as the parents have set. Well, and yeah, especially in our marriage. I mean, if our, if those, boy, those kids are smart. I don't <laughs> care how old they are. They can, they can sniff out if, like, if there's bad juju between us, they can sniff that out a mile away and they will take advantage of it, especially during the holidays when our feelings are just so much more heightened and we're more sensitive because we're more stressed and on and on. So... That's even more reason when holidays come for the couple to get behind their wall, protect their marriage from 
not only those people, but the in-laws, ex-laws, and the schedules that can be crazy around holiday. So keeping an attitude that is, like you said, get behind your wall, again, clarifying that the wall is something not to divide, mm-hmm. but to unify. Mm-hmm. And so if we can keep a proper attitude of thankfulness, of flexibility, of keeping some unity, some agreement, and so forth, then that actually might make it easier on the kid. Yeah. Now, if the kid's got a crummy attitude, there's not a whole lot we can do about that, you know. Maybe uh, ration ration their uh, you know their turkey, or, or maybe no pumpkin pie for you, or something yeah. like that. I don't know, but you know, th- there's a there's a degree of attitude that we need to really come along and show unity and thankfulness because this isn't easy on them any more than it is on us. Well, if you think about it, really. I mean, that kind of attitude toward our kids should be year-round. Yeah. I mean, I know that's hard. And how realistic is that? Uh, I don't, but especially during the holidays when it's so easy to, to get ramped up. And I can think of so many times, even around, you know, other than holidays, that, you know, I would get so upset over things that were happening in the other home. And then looking back or even waiting a couple of days later, it's like, why did I overreact in my head, oh, at least, yeah. let alone anywhere else? That it's just take it all in stride and deep breath and... Well, yeah, as you're sitting here thinking about it, I mean, there's things that are happening in the other home that we have absolutely no control over. And especially at the holidays. Now, I know we're going to kind of talk about some some key points and, and things that how to make it a little easier in the next episode. But just to kind of think through what is happening in the other home, traditions that actually, hey, we may have missed... Mm-hmm. Those are things mm-hmm. we have to kind of let go, I and mean, then we can mm-hmm. kind of, we can feel a little blue. I know that when we first were married, mm-hmm. there were certain things that you were used to that I had to get used to, and my kids had no clue. And we'll talk about some of those things next time around. But I, again, I just have to respect the fact that what's going on at the holiday season. If I'm going to set a godly attitude here, then so far as the holidays are concerned, good heavens, that's supposed to be, you know, Christian goodwill 101. <laughs> and if I got a crummy attitude because of what's going on in the other home, then maybe I'm not living up to the own creed that I, my own creed that I'm pronouncing. So, uh, you know, it's convicting as well as trying to learn how to do it well. Well, and, and just going on a side note here, I mean, we were counseling with coaching somebody just the other night and the gentleman was getting so upset because of his stepkid's dad and how irresponsible he's being. He was just going on and he was just physically getting so angry. And it's like, you know what? You're not ever going to be able to change that guy. And yet you're giving him all that power into Mm -hmm. your family and it's affecting your marriage now. So same with the holidays. You can only do so much with what's going on in the other home with your ex. Don't let what they're doing totally overshadow what you've got right in front of you. Right, right. And that's the other thing, too, as we kind of wrap up our thoughts on this, is is that, you know, the old traditions, the old things that we're used to in the holidays, you know, try to preserve those the best you can. Mm-hmm. But in the the years going forward, establish new things. You know, if there's something not working too well in the old mentality, then maybe that's a wake-up call to say, hey, let's kind of set that to the back and let's try something new. Let's establish a new tradition that's new to us, new to this family, because truly it is a new family. We're trying to move forward and establish some unity for everyone's sake. And I think that's a perfect opportunity to be able to ask each other, so how's the surf? 
<laughs> Remember that acronym? Uh, let's see. Surf, uh, Servants Attitude, Unity, R for the Respect, and P. Uh, and then the F was for Flexibility. Because? Uh, let's see. F is for Flexibility because blessed are the flexible. Blessed are the flexible because they won't snap. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Well, as we, as we do this, Brenda, I think there's uh, the, the benefit of the Restored and Remarried fl- Facebook page mm-hmm. is, is, hey, you know, if you guys got ideas out there of positive things, positive tra- traditions, things that you can pass on to other people, things that have really helped reduce the stress, increase the unity uh, around and in and through the holiday season, uh, please, e- uh, you know, send those to the Facebook, email mm-hmm. us as well, so that we can share them with a lot of our other listeners as well as the Facebook crowd. What, do you, what are the other yeah, ideas? Yeah, so go to Facebook.com and then just look up Restored and Remarried. That's all spelled out. And, uh, yeah, we have a lot of stuff going on there. It's great to have people connect there. Yeah, questions, um, share things. It's all that all that kind of thing. Yeah. So, but, you know, I think before we leave this part one of this two-part podcast, okay. um, just to encourage people, number one, to really plan ahead. Talk with your, your significant other person. Say, okay, what are your expectations before we even talk to the kids? What's our flexibility? What does that look like? Yeah. And get a date on the calendar as early as possible. Yeah. Um, and just kind of give the kids a heads up. Yeah, I think the last thought that crosses my mind that really worked, especially as the kids got older, was almost to hold the day as an open house. Come when you mm-hmm. can, mm-hmm. leave when you have to, but you're always welcome. And bring your appetite because we're going to have plenty of food. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay. Great. Well, come back and join us uh, for part two. And always remember that if you ain't got the marriage, you ain't got nothing. (laughs) That's right. See you guys. You've been listening to Gil and Brenda Stewart with the Restored and Remarried podcast. If you enjoyed today's time together, share it with a friend. And be sure to sign up for Gil and Brenda's free newsletter, subscribe to upcoming podcasts, and learn where they're speaking. It's all on their website, restoredandremarried.com. Connect on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and hashtag restoredandremarried. Plus, they offer one-on-one couples coaching with amazing results. Join the Stewarts next time as they provide more tips, tools, and tingles for your relationship. Remember, if you ain't got the marriage, you ain't got nothing.